Do you ever watch those crime shows on TV? Don't some of the stories seem a little bit too dramatic or wild to believe? If you like a good crime drama, then this year's annual Guided Spirit Walk through Victoria Lawn Cemetery is for you. Our annual Guided Spirit Walks return for the 2019 season with stories of murder, crime, injustice, and even a mysterious plane crash. You'll be surprised by how dark the city's past really is. Join us for the stories of the famous and infamous. Tickets are on sale now. Tickets are $12 per person. Tours run September 6th, 7th, 13th, and 14th at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Call the museum at 905-984-8880 for more information. Our annual guided spirit walks at Victoria Lawn Cemetery. Tickets are on sale now. Welcome to Museum Chat Live, a fairly regular podcast series brought to you by the St. Catharines Museum and Welland Canal Centre. We're bringing you all things to do with St. Catharines, our history, and what's going on at our museum. Today you're listening to Adrian Petrie, Visitor Services Coordinator at the St. Catharines Museum. Our community is filled with diverse stories, and we recognize that our story begins with the indigenous peoples of this land. We acknowledge that we are recording this podcast on lands that have been inhabited by Indigenous peoples for millennia, and we would like to honor the centuries of Indigenous peoples who walked on Turtle Island before us. On this episode of Museum Chat Live, we are celebrating the first anniversary of the arrival of the new Crosstown bus route, which services the museum. I'll share a little bit about the history of public transit in the city and I'll share my own story about getting lost on public transit. I'll also speak to one of our summer students who takes the bus every day. So, do you have your transit pass ready? Come on, let's board the bus. My childhood mode of transportation was a bicycle. My childhood was spent summers, anyway, entirely on a bicycle. The only experience I had with public transportation was the school bus. Growing up in the middle of nowhere informed my life experience with country living, livestock, grass cutting, and gardening. But it didn't really inform me about public transit. I rode my bike until I was 16, and then I started driving. The way we get around determines our independence. Walking or biking offers independence on a small scale. A car offers nearly unlimited independence. But as soon as you have to rely on someone else or something else to get around, that reliance changes how you live your life. My life was changed when I moved to St. Catharines from my middle-of-nowhere town. I wasn't an urban kid. Taking the bus was new. I was new. Very new. My first bus trip in the city was quite the adventure. I look back on it today and laugh since I know the city so well and I have a lot more experience with public transit. But little 18-year-old Adrian didn't know a bus schedule very well 
And so when I got on the wrong bus and took an extended trip north, instead of getting on the 16 Glenridge and returning my student self to the safety of Brock where I belonged, I noticed something was really wrong when I saw street signs at the corner of Bunting Avenue and Scott Street. Oh boy, I was lost. This story, like every other getting lost story, is set before I had access to Google Maps or a smartphone. I just had to have confidence in that either the bus would loop back to the downtown terminal or I could reverse the process because that's how bus lines work, right? I finally arrived back downtown. That part's a blur. When I got there, I searched out the only other bus route I'd been on, that familiar and friendly 16 Glenridge, waiting to embrace a young student like me and encouraging me to climb aboard. When I returned to campus, I quickly found my bed and took a nap. It was weeks before I left campus again. I barely recognize myself in that story. Today, I love maps and adventures and time schedules and public transit. I consider it a personal victory to master a new public transit system. Back then, that was not me. I'm definitely not the first person to get lost on public transit. It probably happens every day. I'm also definitely not the first person to fall in love with public transit systems because of nostalgia, but also just the engineering, the construction, the operation, and just the cool factor of a good train or streetcar. As a historian, it's often that I wonder about how my life experience compares to that of people in the past. How did people get around 150 years ago? Did they like public transit? What were their options? What was it like for those first transit riders in the city, stepping onto a street railway car for the first time? I'd like you to imagine a streetscape you're familiar with today. It can be any streetscape, but if you know St. Paul Street and St. Catharines, go ahead and think about that street experience today. Instead of pavement and clean streets, imagine dirt roads, wooden boardwalk sidewalks, horses and wagons and carriages, livestock and raw sewage. It might have been a smelly, maybe a noisy place, where the only effective and independent method of getting around is walking. Your daily life would be lived in a much smaller world than today. If you don't live above or below your workplace, your walk to work would take you through muddy, dirty streets. Good luck keeping your shoes clean. Imagine then also the arrival of a street railway car upon this scene in 1879. A horse-drawn wagon that sat on L-shaped railway tracks offered a much cleaner trip down the street. The early routes were just a few blocks, but it made all the difference. By 1900, the street railway formed a loop from St. Paul Street, north up James Street, west on King Street, then back south on Ontario Street to meet up with St. Paul Street again. That doesn't really jive with the demands on public transit today. Could you imagine a bus that travels that loop today? But the demand wasn't about distance. It was about saving on laundry bills. At the turn of the 20th century, as St. Catharines and nearby urban areas Meriton and Portaluzzi began to grow, the streetcar system advanced. Roads were paved and a huge amount of trackage was laid between 1900 and 1920. 
the Niagara, St. Catharines, and Toronto Railway, or the NSNT, was responsible for the growth and popularity and service of the streetcars. Now, in addition to the loop around downtown, you could hop a streetcar up to Port Dalhousie, then take an NSNT steamboat to Toronto, or you could head south to Meryton and catch a train to Welland and Port Colborne. At the same time, public transit around the world was taking exciting steps in development. The first subway lines began in 1863, forming the London Underground, but the development of the subway and rapid public transit exploded in the early 1900s. The metro system in Paris was opened in 1900, and New York's subway system was opened in 1903. It's during this time period that transit in those big cities, and here in St. Catharines, really made its mark. Could you imagine those cities operating as they do today without those famous public transit systems? The streetcars that once ran up and down the streets of our city are long gone. Some of the last track, which was once buried and paved over in the 1950s, was pulled up on St. Paul Street during road work in the summer of 2017. What happened to St. Catherine's streetcars? The once popular and necessary public transit system was replaced by the car and the bus. As more cars took to the streets in post-war St. Catharines, it was apparent that the streetcars were coming to the end of the line. Bus routes were more popular, more flexible, and cheaper to operate. And even though the streetcars had provided vital public transit links between the urban areas in St. Catharines, the last streetcar run took place on March 2nd, 1950. Riding the streetcar in St. Catharines is an experience that is nearly out of living memory. But the many, many, many photographs and saved route schedules and other ephemera help us to remember this different way of life. Almost 70 years later, a bus route was opened to the St. Catharines Museum and Welling Canal Centre here at Lock 3. I've taken the bus to work a couple of times, but because I don't actually rely on public transit to get around, I thought I would talk to someone who does take the bus every day. Here's my interview with our exhibit student, Brianne. So I'm joined by Brianne. Thanks so much for Hi. joining me, Brianne. Thank you. Uh, what's it like taking the bus to work? Okay, so taking the bus to work, it's really nice because I take the 337 bus, which stops off right in front of the St. Catharines Museum and Welland Canal Center. Um, without it, I would have had to take the other bus, which is the 318, but it only drops me off, which would be a 30-minute walk from the museum. So it wouldn't be really nice to wake up in the morning. Is and the have 318, to walk. 318 goes on Queenston and drops you off yeah. at uh, Spring and Queenston at the corner of the cemetery, the west corner yeah. of the cemetery. Yeah, very close so to So you there. have to walk all the way through Victoria Lawn, mm -hmm. then down the parkway to get here. So that's, yeah, you're right, that's 30, 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah, unless you run and sprint, and that right. will take 20 minutes. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done this before. I did. Oh, wow. I tried. <laughs> then you th found the 337. So what are some things that you see on your ride on the 337? <laughs> Actually, we should talk about the route yes. of the 337. The uh, the bus goes along Welland Ave, yep, but down. it starts off at, over at the hospital and yep. then goes down along Welland Ave. 
Um, so, uh, and then it comes up uh, past, once you get past Bunting, it goes into Cushman, and then mm-hmm. in and around Industrial Park Road. Yeah, it goes right, right around there, so it's like yeah. a lot of the other workers that are in that area take that bus oh, as well. interesting. So there's usually like 10 people on the bus in the morning sometimes, yeah. or if I'm lucky, I get it to myself, oh, which wow. is great. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes. So there's other people on the bus with you um, coming to this side of the city. Well, yes, definitely, because there's, like, a Walmart and, like, the plaza there, so right. a lot of people utilize the bus for that. Oh, cool. And then there's also other workers at the museum that use right. the bus as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you ever been lost riding the bus? Oh, yes, multiple times. Do you, would you be, feel comfortable sharing one of those stories with us? For sure. I wanted to go to Port Dalhousie because that's where my dental office is. And so we actually drove by uh, Martindale Dental and like I have a fear of the dentist. So like I didn't want to go, so it, it worked out. And so it just like kept driving past, but aside from me getting off the bus at some point, I stayed on the entire ride until the driver turned back at me. He was like, hey, are you, did you miss your destination? Like, where are you going? And I was like zoned out in my music. So then I was just like, oh, I am so sorry. And then he kicked me off the bus and told me where to go. He was nice about it. I'm sorry that you had that traumatic experience about getting lost. <laughs> uh, what are your this three one. top pieces of etiquette for riding the bus? Yes. So the one, no smoking or vaping on the bus because, believe it or not, the bus driver will notice and he will tell you to stop even if there's like a huge like cloud of smoke that's blowing into other passengers' faces. So no vaping. Yes, no. Let's just not okay. do that on the bus. Great. Also, another one is um, seats. So let if there's a parent, like with a child or elderly people, like let them have the front seats. Like don't be like with all your friends sitting there in the front seat when they should be there. Like just move back to the bus or like give them the space that they need. Right, very good. And then, so if you're having a conversation with someone on the bus, which is lovely, sometimes it's nice to have a conversation. But respect the headphones if they happen to go into your ear. Maybe let's not talk to that person for just for a song or two. <laughs> respect the headphones. <laughs> yes. So if someone's wearing headphones, maybe don't. Maybe that's the international yeah, like signal for them. don't want to talk to you. But yes, until they take it out and like, hello, how are you? Right. And, yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with me and with our listeners, Brienne. (laughs) I really appreciate that. I'm so glad that uh, the the 337 is, you know, your ride, but also that you get a huge benefit out of riding the 337. Um, Thank you. It's so funny to me how different people feel about public transit. Those who love it really love it. And those who hate it, well, they really hate it. As a public transit lover, I always want to ask these folks, why do you so passionately hate public transit? Did you get on the wrong bus and have a bad experience rather than an adventurous one? When I think back to that first adventurous public transit trip in St. Catharines, I have to laugh at myself. I've had the privilege to master subway systems all around the world, New York, Paris, Berlin, I mean, does anyone really master the Berlin subway? Prague, London, and Toronto. So in comparison to little Adrian getting lost in St. Catharines, it's a funny comparison. But I can't help remembering how lost I felt. I spoke the language, and I didn't feel comfortable asking for help. What about being new in the city and perhaps learning English, and not to mention learning the intricacies and the etiquette that surround the bus riding experience? 
How we get around a place dictates not only our relationship with where we live, but also how we live our daily lives. So, whether you ride your bike or drive a car, or walk to work, or maybe even you drive a bus, next time you come to visit the museum, try mixing it up. Be a part of our history and take the bus. The wheels on the bus really do go round and round. Thank you so much to our guests, our summer student Brienne, for hopping on the bus with me to celebrate the first anniversary of the Crosstown route. We're so happy to have the bus come to the museum, and we hope that you'll try it out on your next history trip. For more information about the Crosstown route and the rest of the city's transit, visit www.yourbus.com. Museum Chat Live is brought to you by the St. Catharines Museum and Welling Canal Centre and the City of St. Catharines.